Hey, agency owners, it's time for a new episode of the Agency Blueprint, the number one podcast for agency owners looking to discover strategies for scaling an agency to seven figures and beyond, while reducing stress and getting your personal life back. I'm your host, Robert Patton, international bestselling author, agency scale partner, and founder of Creative Agency Success. Before we get started today, I'd like to send you a copy of our brand new book, The Practical Agency, written specifically to help creative agency owners go beyond the creative side and build systems to simplify and quickly scale their agency to $100,000 a month. Go to creativeagencysuccess.com forward slash practical agency to claim your free copy. And now for the show. So sales is a difficult thing and most of you are creatives and did not have a career in sales, right? Yet you find yourself in a position where you need to sell so that you can have a successful agency. But sometimes it makes you feel out of place. And there's ultimately so many quote-unquote sort of sales tactics out there. Some of them work, sure. But most of them really miss the underlying issue. That the person needs to really believe in themselves in order to make a sale. That's what Darren and I wanted to talk to you about today. Confidence, value, and how you can actually make a sale. I wanted to start off and both kind of sharing our own experiences when it comes to sales. We've both gone from a place where that wasn't the start of our career and where we were and had to learn that skill. I know for me, I felt so incredibly out of place and it was a very sort of difficult thing for me to, what I felt to begin with, that like I kind of had to put it on really, that I had to like be this other version of myself in order to be a salesperson. And the more that I tried to do that, the worse I was and the worse I actually sold. And one of the things that like I recognized was that a lot of it had to do with me just owning me and who I am. And I've, I have the experience, I know that I could provide loads of value and owning that. So I would remind myself and kind of go through words of affirmation before a sales call and really own the amount of impact that I've had with agencies. And then as I did that, it allowed for me to a bit come into myself and be able to feel more confident and be able to actually be a better salesperson when I just, you know, got rid of largely the the bullshit that I thought I had to be and who else I had to be and actually just was me. And then I was better. Darren, I don't know what your experience was, but if you wouldn't mind sharing. Man, sales. When I first started, I remember it was my internship working for this insurance guy. And he was uber successful, uber wealthy. And he was just like, okay, cool. So this is how I did it. You're going to make 200 cold calls a day. And I'm like, huh? I'm going to what? I'm going to just pick up the phone and we can't just text him? Like, are you sure? <laughs> And it was during the middle of the day and being on the other side of, you know, getting cold calls, it always feels like, why are you bothering me? Like, what is, what is, why are you interrupting my flow, my day? And now me being the person who's making that cold call, like, hey, this is uh, Darren. I just knew I was still in college at the time and I knew nothing about the world, knew nothing about anything. And I was just like, yeah, so we want to invite you to this thing. And you can tell there was like, no, like I had no confidence behind my voice. I had no idea what I was doing. And that really conveyed on the phone for the first, you know, week, two weeks that I was there. And then you kind of get into that rhythm after you do the reps is like, okay, cool. Like I know 
Some people are going to be a-holes. I know some people are going to be really cool about it because they may have been in my position before. Like, oh, okay, cool. Like, you know what? I, I appreciate you reaching out. And that just kind of boosts you further along. And then it becomes like a game where you're just like, okay, cool. So like, how many no's can I get before I get a yes? And then you kind of figure it out. And as you get further and further along, more in tune with the actual product that you're selling or the actual benefit that you're giving the people and you see how it either changes their lives, changes their family lives. You're like, oh, okay. Like I understand this more. People need this. I am not interrupting their day. I'm providing them with something that might change their life or might, you know, benefit them in a way. And realistically, I'm just giving them an offer. They can say yes or no to it. It's independent of me largely because, you know, somebody may be having a bad day and they just, you know, need to vent that out. And I may be the unfortunate intern who calls them at that time <laughs> uh, and get the get the backlash of that like there's so much double tap something you just said it is not about me so incredibly important like we are so stuck in our own heads and we make the story about us when it really isn't i remember there was a point where you and i were kind of going through sales calls and there was still a bit of nervousness but you had now moved from cold calling to conducting actual sales calls to close and there was still some nervousness. I mean, obviously, with every new skill and new step of a sales process, there's every single person, I think, the first time you do something, you don't do it so well. And one of the things that kind of, I think, unlocked you quite a lot was I asked you a question like, what's the worst thing that's going to happen if the sale doesn't go through? And you're like, I don't know, we don't make the sale. And I'm like, so you're saying we're no worse off than we were 10 minutes ago? No, I guess not. And you're like, oh, okay. And then like, I just saw your shoulders drop of like, oh, I don't have to feel so anxious about this. And I just saw like a dramatic shift in the quality of the call when you like took that pressure off or you're like, oh, I don't have to sell. I don't have to make this happen. I'm just looking for a yes or no, I'm gonna offer it. And it made a difference. I, at least I saw that in you. I don't know how that felt and like fell for you. You know, one thing that actually, I feel like made the the shift from me being okay or new to me being like, oh, like, I can do this. I'm like, I'm pretty good at talking to people normally, but there's a difference between when you're talking to somebody and then talking to them kind of persuasively. I had a call with this particular individual. I believe you scheduled the strategy session and he was like, it was the same day kind of feel. And so he was like, oh, like Robert kind of set me up for like this. Like he, he kind of walked me a little bit through the program, but he told me you're going to give me kind of all of the soups and nuts of the program. And I'm like, okay, cool. And so I kind of took him for his word at it and I just walked him through the program, like just playing through, just walked him through the program, got to the end of the call. And I was like, okay, cool. So like, you're ready to go. Like what, ready to move on to next steps. And he was like, you know, I thought you were going to tell me about how this program was going to help me, like impact me and my business. And that kind of hit me. I was like, oh, I just really just gave you the blanket templated boilerplate program. And then he kind of hung up on me and I was like, oh. And so every other call after that, I was like, okay, so what are your problems? Okay, this is how this program is going to apply to you. This is how this is going to help you in this area of your life. This is how like my format for the way I went through the sales call completely changed. It's like, I can tell you about how this is going to help you, but like, you're not even focused on that right now. So let me just focus on what you're actually looking for help on, because we have so many, there's so many benefits to being in our program or so many benefits to the coaching, the the community that you're not even, you're kind of blindsided by, hey, I need to get more sales or I need to, you know, get 
X, Y, Z. And it's like, okay, so you're focused on that. Let me touch on all of these very specifically and very in tune to who you are. So I remember talking to one guy. He was like, yeah, eventually I want to, you know, sail around the world or something like that. And I was like, oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. So let me walk you through how this is going to go from point A, where you're at now, to getting you to that boat in the Mediterranean. And that was one of the most easiest calls I had because it actually related to, yeah. Value-based. So let's kind of hit the anatomy, really, of a sale for a moment, right? I think that in order for a sale to actually go through from initial interest to a yes, you have to have established a couple of things. The first thing is trust. There needs to be a baseline of trust in any human relationship, right? That if you don't have trust in that prospective buyer doesn't trust that you have the experience, that you don't have nefarious goals with them, and that you're not like this Machiavellian character, that you actually intend on doing what you say you're going to do. So you have to have that base kind of trust to begin with. They also have to respect you as well. They have to, you have to be able to show kind of the character of who you are, that if there's not a base level of respect, there's no way that you're going to actually proceed forward. You also really have to have a need that if they don't need the outcome, it isn't something that they want or they desire, there is no potential pathway forward either. And then finally, which is one of the hardest things to overcome, but the risk versus value assessment, really. Like here, everything in life, there's a risk associated. But is the outcome benefit higher than this risk, perceived risk that I have? And how can I lower the amount of perceived, perceived risk? And how is working with you going to actually reduce that potential risk? And ultimately, why that, that confidence component is so important in so many ways, because it impacts you as well as it impacts the, the prospect. Without the confidence, you... So without confidence you're not going to have that respect. If you don't believe in yourself, how is someone else going to believe in you? So you have to be able to show them that you know and you believe in what you're talking about. And so there's that passionate component of you talking about what you enjoy and what you do and how it helps and how it's changed lives. And for me, there's the fun. I mean, obviously there's financial reward in business, right? But the fun for me is seeing a life transformed. I was actually recording some YouTube videos earlier today and was talking about a specific client. And like one of my favorite memories working with him was when he sent me a, a video, an image of him sitting with his daughter and his wife at a picnic. He had gone from working 16 hours a day to now being able to actually have a picnic on the middle of a Wednesday and being able to spend time with his newborn daughter and like that amount of impact, being able to actually help someone change their life from working where they could not pull themselves away from their computer. And if their eyes were open, they were working to a place where they were able to have a life with their family is like just so meaningful. So reminding yourself of the, those moments when you're going into a sales call, just owning that impact that you have is going to boost your confidence and ultimately really, and so just really understanding how that impacts the the prospect as well as how you present yourself as well yeah and i think a lot of that comes from authenticity in your messaging and then it just conveys and rolls over into the sales call my favorite calls are when people are like oh i already listened to your podcast oh i listened to you know all of your messaging and i just realistically like i hear you on the phone i hear that you actually know what you're doing and talking about because a lot of that passion comes through from like oh okay this is where you're at 
okay, let me tell you how you can get to X, Y, Z, even if you don't work with me. It's just like, there's a, a fun in helping people and they kind of hear it being conveyed from your passion of like, it's not a, a, a burden. It's like, oh, I get to help somebody today. It's just in a different way. And like a lot of that just rolls over into them wanting to continue to work with you specifically because I've built that trust with you. I've had some rapport built with you in the call. So I have that respect for you. And obviously I need this because I'm reaching out to you. And then just the, the, the last bit of overcoming that, that, that last step is just that risk. It's just like, okay, what if this were to go wrong? And then that's just going to be the way that you set up your offer is like, okay, we have safeguards for this. We know that we're going to get you here because we've done it with a hundred different agencies. We've seen this play before and we have something to make sure that you're going to get to the next level or to get to your goal. And then also if you realize like, Hey, like this is not somebody that I truly can help. It's just not just, Hey, I, listen, I can't help you. I'm sorry. Like I appreciate you giving me a call. I did all I can. You know what? Actually, I know somebody that might be able to help you with your XYZ problem because they're in my network. Let me refer them to you. And they appreciate that. It's like, okay, you know what? Thank you very much for like all that you've done for me so far. If there's ever a need in the future, maybe we can work something out. You said something that I think is so incredibly important that a lot of people really miss is that someone is on the call because they have a need. They actually do need you. And recognizing that to begin with removes the pressure of needing to convince of anything, which then reduces that confidence level and changes the dynamic of the relationship in its entirety. But I also personally do really enjoy those, those sales calls too, where there's instances where you don't really have anything to sell to them. There was a sales call I actually had last week and went through the whole conversation. And at the end of the call, it was like, you know, real, realistically speaking, I mean, largely I could help you, but I don't think that it makes sense for us to work together. Here's what you need to do. Just go do X, Y, and Z. And at the end of the call, he's like, this was such a different sales conversation. I absolutely never felt like you were selling me anything. And largely because I wasn't, I was just there to have a conversation, understand where he was and provide some advice. And he's like, and you told me that it doesn't make sense to work together. And I, I don't even know what it is that you do, but I want to buy something. And I thought that was a really funny and interesting response into the fact that he was so enamored with the amount of value that he was getting out of the conversation that it's like, I just need your ear now to be able to take my business to the next level. And the kind of reverse of this, right, when, when you're not confident in a sale conversation, the prospective buyer does not have trust, they don't have respect, and then it makes them have a higher perceived risk. So you, as I was going through before, right, the anatomy of a sale, you have to have trust, you have to have respect, you have to have need, you have to have risk. The need is intrinsic, right? They already have it. You're not going to create a need for them. They already have it. But if you're not confident, you don't have trust, you don't have respect, and you've increased the level of risk. So you've done every of the other components to a sale. You've actually made it worse. The kind of byproducts, ancillary kind of components to having that belief in self is that when you have that confidence, you tend to command a bit more of the conversation and you're able to control what's actually happening a bit more. You're not in this like back-footed place and feeling nervous. So you're able to actually interject, challenge, change someone's perception, provide advice, because you're not there to actually convince them event anything. You already know that you're awesome either way, whether they work with you or not. That doesn't change your value. It doesn't change your expertise. 
It doesn't change all the knowledge that you've built over years of working and doing what you do. It just means that maybe it wasn't meant to be for the two of you to work together and removing that pressure. is So, so just immensely helpful. And then just when you're speaking from a confident place, it really allows for you to speak from experience too, right? Because you already know the value that you provide. You already know what it is that you're able to do. And so when you're able to have a conversation with them, and it's it, there's a, a book called The Challenger Cell that talks about this particular concept of being able to actually say to someone, I understand why you think that that would be the best way to go about something, but actually here's how it works better and here's why actually allows for someone to understand. I mean, people aren't coming into a conversation wanting to hire you to be in control of the situation. They're actually wanting someone to come into a situation and actually have control over it and actually help them. They're looking for someone with more experience, with greater knowledge, that this has a higher likelihood of the outcome and ultimately why they're hiring you. So when you're able to actually show them that their their belief around what it is that they are going to be able to accomplish is different or wrong, then ultimately you have this greater amount of trust being built as well. Yeah. Oh, Darren, and your thoughts on that? I also think a lot of people don't realize that sales is really just the, the first step in building your, well, second step after they go through your, your marketing or whatever, but like this is their first point of contact with you. And that trickles down into the whole relationship. I don't know if you ever sold somebody by accident on purpose, but you got the wrong client in and it's not worth it. So it's not worth over promising and under delivering. It's not worth the headache, the emails at, you know, 1, 2 a.m. You, you feeling on angst because it's like, am I actually going to be able to deliver or did I write a, a check with my mouth that I can't cash? Like, it's that extra burden that is not worth, you know, going out of your way to just, you know, trying to be greedy and, and try to sell somebody on something that they don't need. But also on the flip side, when you do sell from that point of confidence and you do have that, that rapport built of like, hey, I see you as an advisor. It's like they, it's more so a symbiotic, smooth relationship where it's like, hey, I'm just giving you a progress update on where we're at and this is how we do it. And it's like, okay, well, what do you think is the, the best next steps? They come to you for advice and future, they see a long-term relationship with you and it, it continues and that relationship is going to be worth way more than you losing, you know, one, two people who ultimately don't fit. I've seen so many times the amount of just like when you see someone actually coming into their own reviewing client sales calls and having conversations with them. But when you see them actually having that confidence where they start to feel more comfortable, they're starting to own the value that they provide, the amount of impact that that actually changes, the conversation changes, you're able to actually charge higher prices because the perceived risk is lower. They're able to engage differently in a conversation and just changes everything. But here's, here's one thing aside from the confidence component that I want you as a listener right now to take away from this episode. There's so many agency owners that feel in a cell that they do not like it. And they do not like it because they feel like they have to, as I was talking about earlier, the same way that I felt of needing to put something on, be a different person, and largely be a bit inauthentic about who you are. And so you end up wanting to find that other caricature of the person you think you need in order to make a sell. More often than not, hiring for the vast majority of you, not every single one of you, but for the vast majority of you, 
and those of you that are under $5 million in revenue a year, hiring a salesperson is the wrong pathway for you to go. It is not the pathway for your agency to actually be able to sell. And largely, you have the expertise, you have the built-in knowledge, you have the know-how that allows for you to sell from a point of confidence, a point of knowledge, a point of advisor, that allows for a higher likelihood of making the sell. And over time, you're able to refine that process, build it, and then install it with someone else that has the same messaging, has the same authenticity, has the same feel of the relationship that you're building. Because let's even say that you're able to bring in a salesperson and the vast majority of the time I see them not be successful. But let's say that you're able to even make the salesperson successful. They're going to be talking to your prospective clients differently than you will, differently than your agency will, and ultimately selling differently. And as Darren rightfully pointed out, this is the beginning of the relationship here. And how you conduct this call sets up the entire relationship. And if you don't do this well, if you don't do this right, you're setting yourself up for a world of pain. So I'm asking you to not go out and try to hire a salesperson, but to remove this idea of who you need to become in order to make a sale. You are great as you are. Own what you've accomplished with your clients. Hold that confidence while you go into your next sales. Once again, thank you so much for carving out the time to hear what was shared on today's podcast. Now, chances are, if you're an agency owner listening to this podcast right now, then you may be feeling like this. Because I was finding myself constantly overworked within our business, um, constantly like too busy with fulfillment or too busy with uh, customer service needs. So I didn't have the time to go think about how am I going to close this person or what I'm going to say to this person or what am I going to do with this or what's the next strategy I need to do. Now, of course, this podcast is here to help you with a lot of things. But at one episode per week, it's going to take a while for us to share everything you need specifically for your situation. So if you're really serious about committing to fixing the problems in your agency now so you can build a truly profitable business and get your life back, then I want to invite you to apply for the Agency Accelerator Program. I'm not so stressed during calls thinking, oh my gosh, I got, I got to sell, I got to sell, I got to sell because if I don't sell, I don't make our I don't make our numbers, you know, and if I don't make our numbers, I can't pay our people. If I can't pay our people, then our business is down. This program is designed to help creative agency owners get to 1 million in revenue per year in 12 months or less. I char typically charge one client a $3,000, anywhere from 2,000 to 3,000. Now I'm uh, moving towards only 5,000 and up. And my latest client that I closed is a $10,000 client on a monthly retainer. We only accept about 20% of the agencies that apply to this program because we want to make sure that we only work with people who will commit the time, energy, and resources required to take what they learn in the program and use it to create an agency of their dreams. You've taught me and you've taught us how to build this within our company that if X happens, this happens, boom, 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 boom. Like it's so systematic that it's gonna work for itself. That has given me the sense of like, oh, I know what the heck I'm talking about. I know what I'm good at. I know that I can deliver upon what I wanna deliver. And it, yeah, I gained hell of a lot of confidence for sure. So if that's you, then I want to invite you to apply today. Just hit the link in the show notes to apply for the Agency Accelerator Program or go to creativeagencysuccess.com forward slash apply. Thanks, and I'll see you inside the program. Mm -hmm.